Hey everyone, welcome to the Soulful Eclectic. I'm your host, Diana Collins, and I want to welcome you to this episode on the Soulful Eclectic. If you are a first-time listener, thank you for joining in. I appreciate you taking the time out to listen and be a part of the conversation. If this is your return visit, thank you so much for coming back. I appreciate you. I appreciate your support, and I have some great news for everyone. I am now on iHeartRadio. What? So we're up there, guys. So now I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on iHeartRadio. And I'm on Spotify as well as RSS.com. So you have many platforms to listen, to share my episodes. And I hope you all are subscribing and also rating my podcast. And also, please come on, be a part of the family and send some some love and some feedback back to me. Um, But I know uh, some of you who have been following my page for the Soulful Eclectic podcast, you've seen that we are going to start to spotlight in October. Every Friday, we're going to talk about domestic violence and uh, talk to some victims of domestic violence with uh, my featured co-host, Miss Ona Deshawn Mills who is the CEO and creator of Glam Gloss uh, Kiss, which is totally dedicated to domestic violence awareness. So with that, I thought I'd start off with this episode as that kickoff in talking about being a victim and what it means to be a victim and how to even break down and acknowledge that you are a victim because that is the first part to recognizing that you're part of or or you are being in a domestic violence situation. Um, So this actually stems off a conversation that I had with a friend of mine who is a gay man who actually is just still trying to get out and, and regain control of his life being in a domestic violence relationship. He is a gay black man and his partner, I believe, is a white male. And uh, so you have two different uh, aspects of it. And his partner is actually going through some drug addiction issues. So there was a lot of violence going on there. And in our conversation, he expressed to me that um, he doesn't believe he's a victim. And the conversation began because I wanted him to come on and talk from a man's perspective, even a gay man's perspective on how domestic violence can affect your, your life and, and change your life. And he just told me, he's like, I don't, I don't see myself as a victim. So I was like, mind blown. I was like, are you serious guy? You are the epitome of a domestic violence victim. This is exactly what a domestic violence victim looks like, you know, and the mind changing, the the emotion, the, the trauma that you have endured and that you're still trying to recover from is a day-to-day journey um, shows that. So with that, I said, you know what, I'm just going to do an episode that's going to lead us into our month of domestic violence awareness. And I'm just going to talk about what it means to be a victim. And 
I'm going to start off just with the basic definition of what a victim is. And a victim is a person who has been attacked, injured, robbed, or killed by someone else. It's also a person who has who is cheated or fooled by someone else or someone or something that is harmed by an unpleasant event. Okay? So then I go over to being uh, what is a victimized, being victimized. So to victimize is to make someone into a victim by harming or taking advantage of them in some way. And we see this a lot in not only domestic violence, but in bullying in school. So our kids, some of our kids and teenagers are also victims and being victimized, right? So getting back into that domestic violence, we don't realize we're being victims or being victimized because we have grown accustomed to that maltreatment. And when you grow accustomed to that maltreatment, you think it's normal to be treated in such a manner. So someone calling you out of your name, throwing things at you, hitting you, um, belittling you in some sort of way, and then coming back and telling you how much they love you and care for you, you think that's the normal cycle of being in love and being in a relationship. And when we grow up as kids and we are not taught anything different or we don't learn anything different, sometimes we take that as law. That's how love is supposed to be. That's how relationships are supposed to be. But even those who come from the most loving and caring relationships still feel like they are not worthy. So it goes back to you understanding yourself and being your authentic self to your to you and being true to you and recognizing that you are worthy of better treatment. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of being appreciated. So once you get to that stage, you will learn what it, you will see that you're that victim. You will see like, oh my gosh, I don't need this treatment. I don't deserve this treatment. So Going back to the conversation with my friend, we talked about the relationship. And one of the things he said to me was he doesn't feel he's a victim because he was arrested due to the domestic violence. He fought back due to the the domestic violence. And so for that, he says, I'm not a victim because I'm the one who got arrested. I'm the one who's being told that you were in the wrong. And I, and it burns me because I said, no, what led to that treatment? What led to you retaliating? What led to you defending yourself? This is the part that you're missing. This is the part that you don't want to see or just choose not to see because it hurts so bad. You know, this, this person totally took you out of character because you had enough and you were frustrated. I'm not saying that you either part, part of partner was perfect. We all have our, you know, our ways about us that can probably set the other person off. But in the act of love, when someone loves you, they don't put their hands on you. 
they don't treat you bad. They don't tr- tell you you're worthless and, you know, what you do is meaningless, right? They don't call you ugly and, and monsters and things like that. That's not what is done. And because he sees himself as a strong black man, which he is, he feels like he's, I'm going to say, he's a punk for allowing this to happen. So I think it's not the, the, the fact that he doesn't recognize that he's a victim. I think it's the fact that he's ashamed that he allowed it to happen. So it's that, that fear of shame and judgment that he's placed on himself. And from the conversations we've had, I mean, oh my gosh, I was so hurt. He sent me pictures of just the damage this guy did to him, throwing things at his face and just totally beating him down. And it's hard for me because this guy, I call him my brother. This is my little brother. And I see him and... I was like, no, why are you, why are you taking this? You are worth so much more. And he's like, I I feel like I deserve it. What I must have done something to deserve that treatment. He hates me so much. And all I can do is love him. And my heart just sinks every time. And I said, you know, sometimes you just have to love from a distance that is a such a toxic relationship. And I think about it and I, I think about the relationships that I have been in. And I totally can see how you can feel that way. Because if you don't have that self-worth, you're going to tolerate and take anything until you've had enough. And he hasn't, he is, has not gotten there, but he's starting to get there. And so, you know, I shared with him a few of my situations, which had led me to, you know, recognize my self-worth because as an adult, as an adult, I've gotten to that point where I know who I am, what I'm worth, and I will tolerate nothing less, but it took time for me to get there. And growing up, raising my kids and going into relationships, I realized that, you know, you don't realize you're a victim, right? Because it goes back to me saying when I said, you don't realize your your worth. In my relationships, I didn't realize how much I brought to the relationships, how empowered I was in any of my relationships and I've had long-term relationships 12 years five years and um the 12-year relationship oh my gosh it took me all the way up until I was finishing my master's and post-masters that I started to really feel my my worth and looking at you know my partner and saying yeah I'm worth more and I damn sure know my kids are worth more and we don't need to tolerate this crap. So I left and it was weird because 
my ex is looking at me like, how dare you? You know, I did all of this for you. And I'm looking like, no, you know, I did all this for you. You brought nothing to the table, just yourself. And that's when I learned that when you have people who are not willing to elevate themselves as you are elevating to change, they stay stagnant and you are climbing higher and higher. They want to bring you down because they don't want to see you succeed and be higher than them. So I started to realize and pay attention to what was being said to not only my children, but also to myself. Because you can get so clouded in working and raising the family, paying bills and things like that, that you get tunnel vision. And I had complete tunnel vision in that 12-year relationship that it took for my kids to say, mom, this is how I'm being treated and it's not right. And I thank them every day that they had a voice and they spoke up and they said something to me and I know it wasn't easy for them. And um, it did take some time, but we got out of that situation. And again, it, it felt like back to being a victim. I didn't realize I was a victim because it was something I tolerated. It was something I thought was normal. And that's how we were supposed to have a relationship. Couples fought, right? But when you fight, you shouldn't be told that you're worthless. You shouldn't be told that um, what you do is enough, isn't enough. Or you you don't you don't bring value to the relationship. Your opinions don't matter. Uh, so it, it was some it was definitely an eye opener. Definitely an eye opener. So having this conversation with my friend, I it started to really bring me back to where I used to be. And I was like, wow, he's where I was. He's where I was, where I didn't see that. I, I had worth where I didn't see that, you know, just because I'm having a bad day and, and doesn't mean I should get something thrown at me. It doesn't mean that someone should call me out of my name. It, or just because they're having a bad day, you know, they don't have to come and, you know, belittle me because of their lack of being productive or having the job that they want because my job is better and theirs is, you know, barely minimum wage or minimum wage and nothing higher. You want to belittle my job and what I do and what value I bring. So, you know, it, it, it did open up a, a great dialogue and we still have this dialogue because he still doesn't see it. I would love for him to talk to someone other than me about it because um, he 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 doesn't feel like he's been victimized. He he doesn't feel like he's been robbed of his self and his self esteem. And I I want to see him get that. He's starting to a little. He's going back to his bodybuilding. Uh, he he's he's a great bodybuilder. I mean, this guy competed so easily. He could have defended himself, 
unfortunately, if he really defended himself, he probably would be in jail because one good punch from him could have really landed that guy pretty much out, if not worse. So I commend him for having self-restraint, but I, I want him to see himself as being worthy. I would love for him to see himself as being um, worth, that to being worthy, right? Having that self-worth and appreciating him himself for who he is and stepping out of himself and finding himself. And the one thing that we have as human beings is that we're scared to be alone. And I know we are meant to be partnered with someone else, but at I always believe first we have to learn to love ourselves and be at one with ourselves before we can invite anyone else into our space. We have to truly understand and learn ourselves, know ourselves before we can say, introduce ourselves to someone else because until then, we're always going to be introducing a facade to that other person. And then when our true selves start to surface, they're going to look at you like, okay, I've never seen this side of you. And, and that's very hard because while, I, just as an example, while I was growing into myself and learning myself and still am, it's a complete journey, it doesn't end. Um, I ended up, you know, getting married and, and developing a relationship and we're both learning ourselves and each other, which is very interesting because at different stages in our lives, which we both are, I'm at the older stage and he's just at that, um, that middle age stage. He's just getting to that middle adult middle age stage so it's like um I'm at that I'm ready to settle but reinvent myself whereas he's inventing himself and ready to launch out so it's really interesting dynamic that we bring to the table but it took us to both being victimized on different levels learning ourselves growing and then coming together as a union and saying, okay, we're going to grow as one, right? And we're going to maintain that conversation as we do that. So it all begins with recognizing that at some point we were victims. It, it doesn't mean that you are succumbing to that, is acknowledging and being mindful of it and now taking that and building off of it and making yourself stronger. Each day, it gets a little easier. And some days you have a setback where you fall back and you're, you know, huddled in a, in a corner or you're just all in the corners of your mind saying, oh my gosh, what did I do with my life? What happened? How did I let this happen? But you can't succumb to that. You acknowledge it and you say, okay, it's there. It's a part of me. How can I allow it to help it build me? How can I 
help it build me into something better, something stronger. And that's the day-to-day journey that we have for those of us who are victims of domestic violence. We, at some point, have to forgive ourselves first, right? Because it starts with self-forgiveness. And then work on forgiving the other person. Not forgetting, because you never forget. But you do have to, at some point, forgive the other person because they themselves are going through something that is beyond you and you are the easiest target. And with that, you have to forgive them. And if you can't, and it's, it's not forgiving them and then allowing them to continue to hurt you, it's forgiving them and moving on so that you can clear your space in your mind and in your heart for someone else to come in and love you, right? And be a part of your life. And the hardest thing that we all seem to do is take some of that baggage when we don't forgive, that baggage goes with us to the next relationship. And this is the part that I I really want to help him with because you don't want to take that baggage to the next union so I'm really really hoping that this time the self-care that you know your individuals need to take that you do your due diligence and do the work and do the the spiritual guidance and clearance and forgiveness and self-care to make that room for the next person. Otherwise, you're going to have another cycle of some sort of abuse, right? Be it mental, be it physical, be it financial, it's all abuse. It's all domestic violence. And you have to do the, honestly, you really just have to really do the work. (laughs) You have to do the work. Um, I, I'm still doing the work. Sometimes I find myself that I have to stop myself from reacting to certain things that, you know, Dan says to me because it triggers something in my head that an ex used to say to me, but I have to stop myself from reacting because I have to look and say, okay, it's not the same person and the meaning is not the same. So sometimes I will ask for clarification and say, you know, what I heard you say was this. And then, you know, that gives that person that opportunity to say, oh, no, I didn't mean it that way. Or I'm sorry you took it that way. But if you don't start those conversations, it's going to just put up a wall between you and that other person. And then both of you are going to end up having walls and then nothing's going to get through. And next thing you know, it's either going to be a huge explosion or just a separation. And sometimes that's not necessary when all it could have taken was a simple word of clarification. Right? So um, the first step is recognizing whether or not you're a victim, identifying that you are a victim, 
owning that you were a victim and then start the journey on changing that and, you know, say, I am a victim no more, right? That's that I am statement. I am a victim no more. And from there, you just rebuild. Each day is going to be a journey. But it's a journey that you do not have to take by yourself. You can always seek out help from a mental health professional, social worker, a parish priest, pastor, or even just joining a yoga, meditation, mindfulness group, but something that's going to help rebuild your mind, body, your soul, and your spirit because you are worthy. And once you start to believe and own that worth, you're going to set off a glow. Your aura is going to shine bright and no one is going to be able to take that away from you. And that is how you really begin your journey on being your authentic self. So with that, I want to just close out there, give you some food for thought, and just sit and think about relationships you've had, what you brought to the table, what the person brought to the table, you know, and what you take away from it, good or bad, because it has made you who you are today. So I hope this helps. I hope this resonates. I hope we can share this with others. And um, yeah, we can do this as a tribe. It's all good. So join us for the month of October as we talk to other individuals who have survived being a domestic violence victim, both men, women, in both straight and gay relationships. Because being a domestic violence victim does not just mean it happens in heterosexual relationships. It can happen in same-sex relationships. So thank you. I appreciate you. And again, please like, subscribe um, on Apple Podcasts, um, iHeartRadio now, and also Spotify as well as rss.com. So be a part of the tribe. I look forward to hearing you from you, uh, hearing your feedback, and I hope this brings you some sort of clarity and at least gets you to think about who you are and who you want to be and start you on your journey to your authentic self. Namaste. Thank you.